0: Welcome to Questions and Ethics with Russell Moore, where we apply the gospel of the kingdom to cultural issues and your questions about the Christian life.
1: And now, here's your host. Hello, I'm Russell Moore, president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, and you're listening to Questions and Ethics. And this is the program where we take an issue that you're struggling with and look at it through the lens of the kingdom of Christ. Our question today is one that I'm being asked about a lot right now because of some press reports about uh, a mega church where apparently there is a time of spontaneous baptisms, and at least some media reports are saying that this church is planting people in the congregation to walk forward during the invitation in order to be baptized, in order to kind of... Um, present the illusion of momentum in that invitation so that that will kind of uh, break the ice and, and free people up to be able to come for baptism who are needing to be baptized. Now, I don't know whether or not in this church's case that's really what's happening. Uh, I've I've seen media reports misrepresent people and misrepresent churches, misrepresent me uh, sometimes. So uh, I'm not uh, suggesting that that is the case for this particular church because I don't know, and that's one of the reasons why I'm not naming the church. But I think it's a valid question to say, would that be the right thing to do? I have been part uh, of—I have seen in churches— where they have had people do this at the invitation time, not as it relates to baptism, but just in terms of walking down the aisle to sort of give people the sense I'm not alone if if I walk forward. So theoretically, would it be right if you have spontaneous baptisms in order to have people come forward, be baptized, in order to help loosen other people up to do it? And the answer to that is no. Here's why. Baptism is not just some sort of church program. Uh, Baptism in Scripture is a word that Jesus is speaking. The congregation as the body of Christ is speaking on behalf of Jesus. All authority I have given has been given to me, all authority in heaven and on earth, Jesus says. I give that authority to you. You take the gospel to the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In the act of baptism, the church can only speak where Jesus is speaking, and Jesus is speaking only to those who have come to know Christ. Of course, I'm, I'm a Baptist. Some of you are of other faith traditions. You'll disagree with me on that, and we can, we can talk about that later, but I think biblically that's, that's who is qualified to be baptized. Jesus is speaking to that person, saying, you are united with me in death, burial, resurrection you have a a pledge and a promise coming from me that at death you are going to be lifted up out of the grave in resurrection that means you've died to your sin you're you're a new creation in Christ And that word that is being spoken in baptism is being announced from the local congregation to the outside world. This is somebody who is being marked out as one of the people of God and someone who now is under the authority and accountability of the church, of uh, the body of Christ. That is a serious, serious act. It's not something that we can use as some sort of pretend drama in order to get something done within our congregations. It's also something that frankly is deceptive to have people who are pretending to be repentant sinners. I cannot imagine that taking place on the day of Pentecost when the Apostle Peter is standing up and preaching, repent and be baptized for the remission of sins, and to say, well, we have James and, and John and Nathaniel out here in order to, to kind of prime the pump of the, of the crowds gathering around.'t even the, the only way you could ever come to that conclusion is by so instrumentalizing and pragmatizing baptism that it no longer has any connection with the sort of radical break and departure from the old life that we see in the new testament an act that frankly as a baptist i'm particularly kind of indignant about because so many of our forefathers uh, were killed and harassed i was just looking this morning in a set of paintings out of the revolutionary era of a baptist being held face down then the water being dunked by people who are doing that in order to ridicule him for the fact that he believes in free church, believers, baptism, so many people have have died and given their lives, have been whipped, have been exiled for baptism, and then just to use that in, in some sort of manipulative, emotionally deceptive sort of manner, I think is a travesty. Again, I don't know if that's happening in that one particular church, but it wouldn't surprise me with the way that uh, so often we, we turn people into statistics if it weren't happening in some churches. And yeah, I think that would be unethical. I think that would be wrong, and I think it would be a shameful thing to do. What's your question? Thanks for listening to us here on Questions and Ethics, and if you've got something that you're thinking about and you're wondering as you're reading your Bible, as you're talking to a family member or a neighbor, or maybe you're you're witnessing to an unbeliever in your community and you're saying, I just just don't know how to answer this question, or I'm trying to deal with this issue in my family or my workplace or my church and I'm just not sure what's right, well, shoot me an email at questions at erlc.com, or send me a message via Twitter at the hashtag AskRDM and we'll talk about it here on Questions and Ethics. Until next time, seek the kingdom and walk the line. This is Russell Moore.
0: If you'd like to submit a question, email us at questions at erlc.com. That's questions at erlc.com. Or on Twitter and Facebook, use the hashtag AskRDM. Thanks for listening to the Questions and Ethics podcast with Russell Moore. To check out future broadcasts, subscribe via iTunes or visit us on erlc.com.